This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me. As always, the NFL Draft is one month away from today. Free agency is slowing down. All attention is turning to the 2023 at NFL Draft. Here at Saturday to Sunday, we are in the middle of our Tier Buster series every single year. We put these exclusive tiers just for Saturday to Sunday together. If you missed the two previous episodes, please get back. Listen to the quarterback tiers, the running back tiers. Tonight, we'll continue with the wide receiver tiers, and then we'll round it out with a short tight end tier show as well, talking about the tight ends uh, later this week. So let's jump right into it like I have done for the previous Two episodes for those people who are watching on YouTube. I will screen share the tiers so you can kind of visualize exactly uh, what makes up our exclusive tiers. So right here you see for the wide receivers, our tier one is a guy we consider a potential first round selection in the NFL draft. A round one dynasty rookie pick should be an immediate starter at the next level in two or three wide receiver sets. A tier two wide receiver, we consider a guy who's going to be a day two NFL selection, so round two or round three, a late round one to late round two dynasty rookie pick, obviously a wide range there, but really a lot goes into that depending on early second, late third. A complimentary wide receiver that should get immediate snaps in three wide receiver sets should become a starter during their rookie season or by year two. Tier three, we're looking at a late round three to through round four selection in the NFL draft. So there's a possibility to come in those late picks in day two. If not, we think they're gone in the first, you know, 30, 40 picks of day three, which is that round four selection plus the compensatory selections. We think they're a late round two to late round three dynasty rookie pick. These players possess at least one starter level trait, but have lacked consistency and execution in certain areas of their game. Keyword for this tier is potential, which means development is needed, has a chance to develop into a top wide top three wide receiver in an offense in the future. Our tier four is made up of round five, round six selections in the NFL draft. We think these are late round three through round five dynasty rookie picks. We think they're role players or specialists. These players will provide depth for a franchise, and they may get a chance at significant snaps should a starter falter. Could play in four wide sets consistently. And then Tier 5 is late round UDFA selection. So round 7, priority free agents. Guys who in in our Dynasty rookie drafts would be late round or watch list uh, prospects. Their developmental picks or some guys who we just had limited exposures to to make a full determination. We put them in our Tier 5 as well. So let's jump right into it. Wide receivers, a lot of names to go through, obviously. Let's start right at the top. Tier 1 for me is made up of Jackson Smith and the Jigba out of Ohio State, Zay Flowers out of Boston College, Josh Downs out of UNC, Jordan Addison out of USC, Jalen Hyde out of Tennessee, and Quinton Johnston out of TCU. I think these guys are all warrant consideration in round one. I think some of them will end up going early day two. 
I don't think any of these guys besides Jackson Smith and the Jigba really compared to the wide receivers who we saw going round one last year. Uh, but there's a lot of different shapes and sizes and stylistically these players. I think Jackson Smith and the Jigba is the best route runner in the class. His quickness, his movement skills, I think is top notch. Uh, I've said it, the way he dominated at Ohio State last season, obviously this year he didn't play much due to injury, it was basically the same way Cooper Cup is dominated at the NFL level. And to me, that's the comp that sticks out. If Jackson Smith and Jigby is going to be a big-time NFL player, he's going to win very much like Cooper Cup wins at the NFL level. Somebody might say Amon Ross St. Brown. I can get behind that as well. So if Jackson Smith and Jigby can be somewhere between Amon Ross St. Brown and Cooper Cup, obviously anybody would sign up for that. But I think stylistically, those of the guys he he comps well to be interesting to see if he can play on the outside I think we were going to get a chance to see some of that at Ohio State this year if he wasn't nicked up Zay Flowers out of Boston College that inside outside versatility even though he's small in in size and 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 frame he's shown the ability and has played a lot on the outside as well as the inside there's some Tyler Lockett to his game the movement skills he's got speed he's got bursts he's got acceleration really like Zay Flowers and the versatility of him playing a lot on the outside and the inside is what made me bu- Slightly bump him up above Josh Downs in my rankings, who I love Josh Downs. Uh, I think what's very underrated about Josh Downs is his ability, even for a smaller guy, to win at the catch point. I thought his ball skills, his body control, his ability to go up and get it is why I like Josh Downs slightly more than Jordan Addison. Uh, because I just think that at the catch point, Josh Downs, uh, I've seen him do more in terms of acrobatic catches, body control, adjusting to the football. Um and he tested out a little bit better than Addison as well. Jordan Addison, really good route runner, good separation quickness, really like the footwork. Doesn't have that explosion, but really sharp in terms of quicker than fast. Uh, shows the ability to create separation at all three levels. Jalen Hyatt is the speedster. If you're looking for that vertical threat, I know he didn't run in the four twos at the combine, but he still ran a really good time, fast, explosive. There might be more to his game than maybe Tennessee asked him to do, but what he was able to do with Tennessee, they didn't have to ask him. You know, that offense, that scheme, they needed him to play that role, and he did it perfectly. And then Quinton Johnson rounds out my tier one. I'm not as high on him. I have some concerns about... You know, does he play up to that size and frame? He didn't even come in at the size and frame I think most people expected. He's really good after the catch. He's got great size in terms of the size, speed component. Uh, but to me, there, there's definitely route development needed. There's definitely some issues at the catch point. There's definitely some drops issues. So to me, he's a develop, he's, he's a high end developmental wide receiver that if he puts it all together can be an elite player. But I just, I'd rather the guys that I have above him. I think Hyatt's got more of a, a calling card with his speed. And then I like this, the total package of the route run and separation quickness of those other guys. So that's what makes me push Quinton Johnson down to number six, while some people have him at number one or number two, a little bit further down for me. My tier two is made up of Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati, Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma, Tank Dell out of Houston, Jaden Reed out of Michigan State, Cedric Kelman out of Tennessee, A.T. Perry out of Wake Forest, John Domingo out of Mississippi, and Rishi Rice out of SMU. All different shapes and sizes in this tier. If you miss out on some of the, the, the vertical slot type players in tier one, this tier is loaded with them. Tyler Scott can offer a lot of what Jalen Hyatt does, but a round or two later, I even think he's got better route running and more versatility to his game than a guy like Jalen Hyatt does. But he adds that you know, big play, explosive ability to get deep. Marvin Mims, I, I don't see this big gap between, you know, Josh Downs, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, and Marvin Mims. I think Marvin Mims should be a riser in this process. 
Uh, I think he could be a guy that, you know, could go off the board, you know, top 50, late round two. Uh, you know, a team like the Giants who, you know, are, are in the wide receiver market, if they're looking at those guys in round one, but then they decide to kind of pivot over to a cornerback or interior offensive line, I think a guy like Tyler Scott or Marvin Mims makes a lot of sense in round two for what they prioritize. I think Marvin Mims, a guy who's shown the ability to win at all three levels of the field, good route runner, good ball skills, a lot to like about Marvin Mims. Tank Dell, blazing in terms of his quickness, his agility, his change of direction, his ability to create space. A lot to like about Tank Dell. Obviously, the concerns are size and frame, but a guy who just knows how to get open, you know, if Wendell Robinson could go in the 40s in last year's draft, I think Tank Dell could have a place easily on round two, if not early round three. Jaden Reed, I think, is a guy that I'm a little bit higher on than some, but really smooth. You have to go back to the 2021 tape to really see his best. Michigan State really struggled this year, but Jaden Reed is a guy who I really like as a player. I think he's a guy who could be had somewhere probably on round three, and I really like his game. He's got inside-outside versatility. He's got route running. He's got separation quickness. He's got ball skills. A lot to like about Jaden Reed. Then a different size type guy. Cedric Tillman, A.T. Perry, have them locked in. To me, they're outside X wide receivers. Uh, they can win vertically down the field. They're not blazers, but they got good enough athleticism, but they got really good ball skills, the ability to high point, adjust. I like Tillman and Perry. Jonathan Mingo tested out as a better athlete than I even thought. Jonathan Mingo wins a lot like in a Debo Samuel type way. His, his toughness, physicality after the catch, they could use him in a lot of different ways. I think there's some untapped upside there to Jonathan Mingo. I think we saw some of that in terms of his combine testing. So I really like Jonathan Mingo. I think he'll some, come off the board somewhere on round three. And then Rishi Wrights might be more of a, a late round three. But I really like Rishi Wrights' game. He hasn't had the best pre-draft process. But I think he's a guy that could could work his way back into the late round three mix by the time the draft rolls around. Uh, one of the better senior wide receivers. Didn't maybe seize control of the moment and the opportunity at the senior bowl. But I, I think when people just revert back to the film, I think he's got really good film. Here for Reed's made up of Keishon Booty out of LSU. Far cry from where most people would have thought he would have been before the season started. Charlie Jones out of Purdue. Trey Palmer out of Nebraska. Parker Washington out of Penn State. Michael Wilson out of Stanford. Trey Tucker out of Cincinnati. Bryce Ford Whedon out of West Virginia. And Elijah Higgins out of Stanford. Booty is obviously the interesting name in this mix. Not that long ago, we thought he was a first-round pick. He came in at the Combine much shorter. Uh, we thought he was more of a guy who played at like 6'1", 6'2", 215 not that long ago. Instead, he's 5'11", like 196 pounds. Very different player. We thought he was going to be a great athlete. He was a pedestrian-type average athlete. Uh, a lot of inconsistencies. Glimpses of greatness in college, but glimpses is the key word there. So I think Bouti's now probably on that round three, round four bubble. Charlie Jones out of Purdue. Really good slot receiver, but he showed some unexpected athleticism at the combine that leads you to believe that there's a little bit more, maybe instead of just being a possession style slot wide receiver, he could be a little bit more of a vertical slot option. And I think that adds to his overall value and intrigue. Trey Palmer, former five-star recruit, uh, blazing 40 time at the combine, big playability. We saw it at times at Nebraska. You could use him in a lot of different ways. I really like Trey Palmer's overall game. 
Parker Washington out of Penn State. I think to me, he's basically Jarvis Landry in terms of the stylistically and how he wins. I don't think he's as good of a player as Jarvis Landry was coming out. So I think he's more of a round four guy, but I think stylistically, that's how he's going to win. Good route running, savvy, good hands, tough, physical, dependable player. Uh, is going to get what's there, uh, but not a guy who's going to make a big play. Michael Wilson out of Stanford, you know, if the medicals check out, a lot to like about Michael Wilson's game. Great special teams player, but a guy who can win at the catch point. Good route runner, good f- footwork. Uh, I like Michael Wilson's overall game. Trey Tucker out of Cincinnati, another guy who fast, explosive, good change of direction and agility, can do a lot as an offensive weapon. Added that vertical slot position. Bryce Ford, Whedon out of West Virginia, big riser in the process. You know, the measurables that he came in with at the Combine. You know, teams, you know, I think it was Darnell Mooney was drafted, I think in the fourth round. You know, people are going to look at a guy like Bryce Ford, Whedon and say, listen, he belongs in that fourth round area. Elite speed, good size, lot to like about his game. I think he probably comes off the board somewhere late in round four, but I think it's an intriguing spot for him with his upside. Elijah Higgins out of Stanford, someone looking at him as maybe a move tight end. Other thing, big slot. Uh... Good athlete, good ball skills, body control, tough player. Uh, Interesting to kind of see what the NFL thinks of a guy like Elijah Higgins. Next up, tier five. So many good guys. Even this tier. This tier is loaded with guys who I think maybe in a different year would be round four prospects. I think this year they're more round five, round six guys. But Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. Some people think he's a top 100 player. I usually gravitate away towards the, the guys who... I have question marks about separation. I think Hutchinson's really savvy route runner for a guy his size. Uh, I think he's good ball skills, catch radius, you know, ability to win, you know, contested catches. I think that's how Hutchinson wins. Uh, Dontavian Wicks, I think a similar player out of Virginia, does his best at the catch point. Not a guy who's going to win with separation and speed, but he creates late separation using his body, using his, his technique, uh, to and his frame to create separation there late. Uh, Dante Demas Jr. out of Maryland, unfortunately, if it wasn't for the injury, I think this guy would have been a lot higher up boards. I think now he's more of a, a flyer type because we just haven't seen him get back to what his former pedigree was. But I still like Dante Demas Jr. out of Maryland. I think he's an interesting round five, round six guy to see how he does. Andrea Isovis out of Princeton. He's the speedster, raw unrefined, a lot of development needed, but raw speed's there, track background, got good size, good frame, outside receiver with upside. Uh, CJ Johnson out of East Carolina, not getting a lot of attention from a lot of the big media out there, but this is a guy who I think the NFL is really going to be intrigued uh, with CJ Johnson. I think he brings a lot to the table. Uh, So he's a guy that I'm kind of interested to Get it, you know, here a little bit more. Good size, great frame. Athleticism is probably just average, but he's got good play strength and physicality. You see it at the line of scrimmage. You see it during his routes. You see, you see it at the catch point to create late separation. Good body control, ball skills, and, and laying big slaughter outside Z. So I like C.J. Johnson's game. Uh, next up in this tier is... Justin Shorter out of Florida. I remember Matt years ago being high on him coming out of high school. He bounced around a little bit. Penn State, Florida. Uh, This year he put together his best statistical year, but former big-time recruit, good size, good frame, solid athleticism, ball skills at the catch point, physicality and toughness, so he's an intriguing player. Darius Davis out of TCU, another 
vertical slot type, manufactured weapons, offensive weapon type player, uh, good speed, good explosiveness, good agility, change of direction, movement skills, a lot to like about Darius Davis. Rakeem Jarrett out of Maryland, former five-star recruit. I could, before the year started, most people had him in their top tens. Most people thought day two pick. Now he's going to be a late day three flyer type. But I, I'll bet on the athleticism. I'll bet on the upside in the trades. I like Raheem Jarrett. Uh, I'm still a fan of his overall game. Maybe this year didn't work out as much. But I, I think Jarrett can still be a very intriguing player uh, and an interesting find late in, on day three. Uh, and then a couple other guys round this out. Matt Landers out of Arkansas. Jalen uh, Wayne out of South Alabama, Ronnie Bell out of Michigan, and Jacob Copeland out of Maryland. Another Maryland guy, Jacob Copeland. Very good athleticism, speed, burst, acceleration, big playability. Ronnie Bell out of Michigan. Tested out better athletically than, than I think I expected him to, but really good player, good play strength, tough. A uh, lot to like about Ronnie Bell's game. He's a guy who I think, you know, a little bit better athleticism than we thought. Good to very good ball skills and body control. Shows the ability to adjust. Good toughness and play strength. Uh, a lot to like about Ronnie Bell's game uh, in terms of who, what he might be at the next level. And then a couple other, you know, guys that just haven't been getting a lot of attention. You know, Matt Landers out of Arkansas. Really interesting player, very good athleticism, build-up speed and stride length to create separation and win vertically. Great length and catch radius with the ability to high point and adjust. Good body control, developmental outside wide receiver. Uh, really intriguing player, Matt Landers. Uh, so he's in my tier five, I mean, my, t- my tier four, Jalen Wayne. Above average to good athleticism, short area quickness and movement skills, good route running, understanding of route concepts, length and body control and ball skills, big slot or outside Z wide receiver, uh, like him. And then rounding that out, I mentioned before, was Jacob uh, Copeland out of Maryland. If we take this to the last tier, tier five, Jason Brownlee out of Southern Mississippi, Puka Nakua out of BYU, Joseph Nagata out of Clemson, Demario Douglas out of Liberty, Antoine Green out of UNC, Jadon Hasselwood out of Arkansas, Michael Jefferson out of Louisiana Lafayette, Jake Bobo out of UCLA, and Kirish Jackson out of Georgia. The guys that intrigue me the most in that group, the first one is definitely Antoine Green. Uh, Good size and frame, very good to great athleticism, burst, acceleration, and explosiveness to get vertical. Great leaping ability with the ability to high point and adjust to the football. Uh, Good hands, depth outside, vertical wide receiver. Demario Douglas had a liberty, another one in that last tier. Undersized depth slot wide receiver, but good athleticism, speed, movement skills, short area quickness, change of direction, and agility. Good yak ability, you know, can be used on manufactured touches, has a return capabilities. Uh, so I like Demario Douglas. I like Antoine Green, probably the best in that last tier. Uh, Michael Jefferson, now Louisiana Lafayette, very good size at almost six foot four. A uh, good frame of two hundred pounds. Good athleticism. He's got build up speed. He's a good route runner. Understanding of route concepts. He's got b- ball skills and body control. He shows the ability to high point and adjust to the football. So those are a couple guys in that tier five uh, that I, that really do intrigue me. Uh, if we kind of look through the tiers and say, you know, who are some guys that maybe can can bump up a tier, you know, maybe they go down a tier, uh, you know, there's a month left, not going to be a lot of movement. Remember, the tier busters, when we used to do this, it used to be pre-combine, so there was definitely more movement from the combine. So now there might be little tweaks here or there, like moving Zay Flowers above Josh Downs. You know, I look at my top 
six, and I don't see any movement happening there in my tier one. I think Smith and the Jigba, Zay Flowers, Downs, Addison, Jalen Hyatt, and Quinton Johnson are kind of locked in. I think those are the guys that warrant consideration for round one. I think that that six in that order it kind of kind of sets in there. If I was going to pick one guy from tier two who maybe could be a surprise late round one pick, I'd probably say a guy like, you know, Tyler Scott or Marvin Mims. I don't see it happening, but those are the guys that would intrigue me the most if I was an NFL team. Uh, I think those two guys are pretty locked into me to start my second tier. Uh, Maybe a little bit of movement between Mims and Scott themselves. I could see me flip-flopping them. They're right there basically, you know, neck and neck for me. Uh, After that, you know, I kind of have it grouped like Tank Dell and Jaden Reed and then the bigger guys, Cedric Tellman, A.T. Perry, John Domingo, and Rishi Rice. Uh, I could see some movement there within this tier when I finalize my final rankings in about three and a half weeks. Uh, Maybe Cedric Tillman or A.T. Perry maybe move up a little bit. You know, maybe Tank Dell and Jaden Reed slightly move down a little bit. So I think after Scott and Mims in some order are locked in the top of tier two, I think that next four or five guys from Dell, Reed, Tillman, Perry, and Mingo, there could be a little bit of movement there. Rishi Rice could even maybe fall out to, to the top of tier three. Uh, but right now I like his game a little bit. If you look at tier three and say who's one guy who maybe can jump up, I still think there's there's enough positive big moments with Keishan Booty, former five-star recruit. We know that has merit. We we know all it takes is one team to think that this was the guy who many thought was going to be a round one wide receiver. So if you can get over the inconsistencies and whatever, you know, I don't know what the deal was with his poor combine performance. This is a guy who sh- who we thought was going to test as a good athlete or a very good athlete. But I still think Keishan Booty is the guy that maybe – can still move his way into the late tier two mix uh, and maybe be more of an early to mid round three guy than a late round three or early round four guy. So Bouti is definitely the guy in tier three who I could see maybe making a jump into tier two. I think this tier, I think the rest of the tiers, like ranking within these tiers is very hard. You know, I think if you're looking for a slot wide receiver, good athleticism, Charlie Jones is your guy. If you're looking for a guy who's got more great athlete but inside-outside versatility, I think Trey Palmer is your guy. If you're just looking for a possession slot wide receiver who's really reliable, I think that's Parker Washington. Uh, You know, if you're looking for an explosive outside guy, I think that's Bryce Ford Whedon. If you're looking for a combo, hybrid, move tight end, big slot, that's Elijah Higgins. So there's a lot of guys in this tier. I think Bouti uh, is the guy that intrigues me the most. And still with his game that I think he could be the guy that maybe would be a little bit of a tier jumper. Uh, tier four, the guys that intrigue me the most is a couple guys kind of sprinkled in here. I talked about Matt Landers out of Arkansas. I talked about Rakeem Jarrett out of Maryland, Darius Davis out of TCU. Uh, I know people are bigger into Xavier Hutchinson and Dontavian Wicks, but for me, I, I you know, I'm always going to favor the guy who creates and, and wins with separation. So that's why in this tier, the guys that intrigue me the most are, are Darius Davis, Rakeem Jarrett, uh, I like the the upside of a guy like Matt Landers even more than a guy like Xavier Hutchinson or Dontavian Wicks. Uh, I think Ronnie Bell's a really solid player. So I think in this group, I can see a guy like Andrea Isofis out of Princeton or C.J. Johnson out of East Carolina. Maybe they're a surprise round four pick. I think, th- I think they have some buzz. 
Uh, I could also see Hutchinson or Wicks maybe moving up to around four, which may, would put him at the back end of tier three there. But I think these guys are all in this big mix, round five, round six, a lot of wide receiver names. Some of these guys aren't going to go undrafted, just the way it is, right? You know, I, I went uh, 40, this is 44 names deep, and there's more out there. Uh, that that could be added to this. You know, we're probably going to have like 30-something names. So there's going to be guys that in my Tier 4, in my Tier 5, for sure, that do not get drafted. Uh, and then in Tier 5, I, I mentioned it before, I think Antoine Green uh, and Demario Douglas are the two guys that kind of stand out in my Tier 5 who could be tier jumpers. I think their athleticism and upside could push them up the board uh, to be more round 5, round 6 guys than, you know, round 7 or, or priority free agents. So, Really, really deep class. I don't think it's a top-heavy class. I think compared to past years, we don't have a Jamar Chase. We don't have a Jalen Waddle. We don't have a Devonta Smith. We don't have a Garrett Wilson or even a Chris Olave or a Drake London like last year. We have a Jackson Smith and a Jigba, who's more of just a slot. And then we have a lot of these smaller, shiftier guys from Zay to Addison to Josh Downs to, you know, Tyler Scott to Marvin Mims, and then we have some intriguing bigger guys on the outside like Cedric Tillman, but we don't have a lot of outside guys. Uh, you know, we got Quinton Johnston, and then we jump, we drop a tier. And then after, you know, Cedric Tillman and, uh, you know, Cedric Tillman and the other guy, I'm drawing a blank, A.T. Perry, we kind of go another tier. So it's really a unique class, a lot of smaller, quicker faster, change of direction type guys, a lot of profiles as slot, some vertical slots, some possession slots, uh, but it's an interesting class. I think it's a deep class. I think you'll see a lot of wide receivers taken. I think the NFL, I think the way they come off the board is going to be a lot different than maybe we have it pegged in terms of the major draft media people, uh, because I do think it's going to be kind of pick what you what you want. Do you want the, the possession slot? Do you want the vertical slot? Do you want the manufactured touch player? So I don't think, I think it's going to be surprising how few wide receivers go in round one. I think two, three are a lock. Maybe we get four or five. I, I, but, but if we get four tight ends, which I'm not sure is going to happen, but if we do, there's no way we're getting four tight ends, four quarterbacks, you know, and five wide receivers, like, and Bijan. I've said that before. We're just not getting that. Even if you say four wide receivers, four wide receivers, four tight ends, four quarterbacks, and Bijan would be 13 skill players in round one. I, it, there's a lot of other strong positions in this draft. So it's going to be an interesting draft class in terms of how these guys come off the board. Uh, I look forward to kind of maybe tweaking my rankings over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, the week of the draft, the beginning of the week of the draft, I, I we do our final ranking show uh, where I'll go through my rankings just straight in order, not tiers, just straight in order, my rankings, talk about the players a little bit, talk about some guys, you know, who maybe moved late based on some more film I watched uh, or stuff like that. Uh, but But I think most of these guys, I think, are in the right tiers in terms of where I see them. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of tier jumps anymore. The tier jumps usually were more uh, pre-combine to post-combine, uh, but there might be some tinkering, you know, in some positions for sure. So, guys, if you're enjoying this content, please get over to the website. Uh, SS Football is the fastest and easiest way to get there. Uh, check out our premium content tab, and for $9.99, you get access to all of our premium notebooks. You get the 2023 Scouting Notebook. It has almost 100 detailed player profiles on the offensive skill players, 
uh, strengths, functional areas, developmental areas, how they win, NFL role, scheme fit, and a fantasy spin. You get the rankings notebook. It has all our tiers, our rankings for this draft class. It'll have our dynasty rookie rankings right after live during the draft and then finalized after the, the draft weekend. It has our Devi rankings. It has our positional dynasty rankings. So a lot of stuff in there. And then in April, about a week or two before the NFL draft, you get the draft projections notebook, tabs for every position, offense and defense, over 400 players in this draft projections notebook, snapshot of how they win and their developmental areas, their measurements and testing from the combine, sorted by everything we're hearing in terms of trying to predict and project how they're going to come off the board by their positions. And then also a tab projecting who we think the 32 players are going to be taken in round one the 105 or 106 players we think are going to be taken in rounds one through three and then our best guess trying to project by position uh every single pick in the nfl draft if you can't purchase the notebooks please at least get over to wherever you listen to the podcast rate review subscribe uh subscribe to our youtube channel uh, to help us to continue to do what we're doing but please if you've purchased in the past or you've never purchased it but you're a fan of us we would greatly consider and appreciate you checking out the notebooks 999 it helps us continue to do what we do without having to put anything behind a paywall in terms of our podcast uh, and not really have to start you know uh you know uh other ways to bring in revenue we, we're hoping that just from the notebook sales alone that does enough to to keep us afloat all of, all the sales purchases go right back into s to s helping us with the cost of any subscriptions we need and server fees and website fees and stuff like that so again we hopefully uh anybody who's new to saturday sunday or has been listening for a long time if you've never checked out the notebooks we do think you will enjoy it 9.99 best way to help us and continue to do what we do so on behalf of our sound tech engineer david nakano and myself thank you for joining us and we look forward next time taking you from saturday to sunday <laughs>